Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to How Are You, the wellbeing podcast. This week's guest will forever hold a special place in my life. She's been like a fairy godmother, or should I say, life coach and friend. She's quite an incredible woman, co-founder of Unearth Your Power, a platform that helps and supports so many people to transform their lives. And not too long ago, I became a guest on her fabulous podcast, She Loves Herself. It's my beautiful friend, Jill Ritchie. Yeah, what a gorgeous intro. I'm proper cheesing listening to that, Connie. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that saying, cheesing. It must be a Scottish one. Oh, it is. It is a Scottish one. I'm cheesing. It means I'm like proper smiling when you were saying it. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. I love that, fairy godmother. I've been called that before, actually. And, um... You know, it's one of those things that you you just you know when you just are yourself you just do things to to support people to I just see so much and so many people I want to help lots of people I see potential and and so I'm like right how can I help this person transform and you know breathe that belief into them until they have it themselves that's amazing what a gift that is it just shows how much of a lovely person you are like not many people can say that they want that for others and for anyone listening that doesn't know well I don't think anyone will know really um I was a guest on Jill's podcast and before I was a guest I was thinking and playing and toying with the idea of becoming a coach um and then after the episode Jill was like you know, I trained with mindful talent, give them a go. And here I am now, um, I think like a third of the way through my course mm. um, to becoming a, a life coach. Yeah. So you gave me that push in that direction and like you've always been there making sure I'm all right. And I mean, you've got your own life and you're so busy <laughs> yourself. So yeah, I'm so grateful for that. You know, it's it's interesting when you say, you know, you've got your own life and you're so busy, and I am, but I think we all are. But I don't know about you, Connie, but, like, see, when I help other women particularly and really champion them, and as I was saying earlier about breathing that belief into people, it's almost like medicine for me when I do that. So there's a lot going on, and I'm certainly spinning so many plates right now. There's a lot of challenges that I'm dealing with in my own personal life, but speaking to people like you and working with clients um, and working on the courses, 
it, it takes me to another level. It makes me feel like I've got purpose and that I'm alive. It is like medicine, you know, it's like a natural mm. medicine of being around people that I really want to win. It's true what they say, like when you're good to others, it makes you feel good, right? Oh, yeah, totally. I feel that. I really do feel that. I feel so much better when I've walked down the street and I've smiled at someone or said hello you know because those mm-hmm. little things really make a difference yeah I think that's the thing and I was you know I was thinking about this this morning and Connie you and I have just known each other a few months now but I feel like I've known you for such a long time like you um when we connected on that first podcast when I invited you on I was like oh her energy and I knew I was like she needs to be a coach she needs to be really taking this into her business and helping people transform because you have this authenticity and this realness and not you said about me like not a lot of people can say that about they want people to win but not a lot of people can really fully embody their authenticity and find their their authentic truth and their authentic voice and you're someone who has a real um natural way of doing that and what that does is it inspires and it's that ripple effect that it has for people and if you can then take that and not only use your platform but help to coach people to really transform their lives think of the ripple effect that that's going to have on their friends and their family members you know relationships that that they have and they go on to have with other people they'll treat people differently they'll show up differently in life and it's it's not just the one person that you coach, Connie, when you are a coach. It's the whole family that it impacts when that person that you work with shows up fully and embracing their, their potential and their truth and their purpose. And then it's who they children, it's the children and it's the part who then they go on and maybe they speak differently to people at work. Maybe they have, they strengthen relationships with people that they meet um, and they engage with so it's huge and being a coach and I know you're going to go on and just be the most incredible coach it's just one of the most worthwhile things I've ever done aside from having children but yeah <laughs> being the children is such a rewarded job being a mum but also it can be really thankless because sometimes they don't give a shit right and they're like <laughs> they look at you like you're a piece of shit <laughs> God, tell me about it. I've got a two-year-old, Macy, and she's, um, I think she's like two going on 20, honestly. But anyway, let's stop talking about me. You just spent about five minutes telling me how much of an amazing coach I'm going to be. This is about you, Jill. This is about you, okay? And before we go into any of the questions, because I want to ask you about coaching and why you've gone into coaching and how you've transformed your own life, because you haven't Mm. always been a coach. Um, I just want to ask you the very important question of how are you and genuinely how are you oh I love that question how am I so truthfully I am spinning a lot of plates right now there's a lot going on in so many ways and I'd actually say it probably started last year during the first lockdown and from a business perspective Connie and who I've been able to work with and who have you know, who I've been able to help has been phenomenal. So big tick in the box for that. And I also created the podcast and work with amazing people. Big tick. On the flip side of that, there's real challenges with health in my family. Um, My mum, who I'm so, so close to, 
um, got really ill last year throughout COVID and she ended up in hospital five times, which has just been a real challenge for us. And then just before Christmas, she broke her leg um, and then back in hospital, we got her back to a point where she was getting better and her her she lacked a little bit of confidence because of the amount of time she'd been in hospital, but we're starting to look forward at the future. And then suddenly four weeks ago she took a massive stroke and that was just massive for us as a family because you know not only are we just coming out of a lockdown right and we're starting to look forward to potentially getting to hug our loved ones hug our parents and do the things that we haven't been able to do that human connection we were just you know, have had another challenge there. And my mum's actually unfortunately still in hospital and it's looking to be in there for, you know, potentially another six to eight weeks. And things are so challenging and emotionally challenging, right? Because as a business owner and um a mum to two young children, and we all got COVID by the way. The whole family got COVID four weeks ago. So oh, that God. was a challenge in itself because we all had to self-isolate, yeah. which meant we couldn't actually take my mum into hospital. And we couldn't actually go and oh, visit her in God. hospital. So and we're so used to doing so much as a family together, but we weren't able to do that. So that has just been a real challenge and still is. I'm, I'm, all, I'm being honest about that. But what I do do is I focus on the good And sometimes that's not easy when there's overwhelm and there's challenge there, especially when it's something so raw. However, I do believe there's always something to be grateful for. And there's probably people in this world that would love to have my life right now. And I think I practice gratitude all the time. And I have certain morning rituals that really take me back to help me ground and help me center and help me create intention for the day. And I think for me, you've got to do that, especially when you have those challenging times, because it would just be too easy to lie down to it and let it consume me. And then you go down a, a, a dark place. And mm-hmm. I understand how that can happen for people. But for me, it's grabbing those pockets of time where I'm following the joy and I'm doing things that make me feel good. So, yeah. Wow. It's been intense. Mm. Just juggling work and um, being a working mum is hard enough let alone, you know, then having, you know, that really sad thing happen to your mum. I've got, literally my heart goes out to you because I'm so close to my mum as well and I just don't even know, you know, how I would feel. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm sending you so much love, Thank you and your you, sister. Bonnie. God, you must be Thank like, you. oh, you must be so worried every single day. That's really, really hard and it's also yeah. been a really hard year anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm yeah. sending you so much love to you. Thank um, you, you know, so you, much. Like, you want to help someone, but it's like, you know, what can you do? Like, I I, do you know, and that's it. And I think that people will look at me and think, you know, I've, I've, I've studied a lot and I've qualifications and I do a lot of personal development, but it does not make you immune from feeling sad and feeling emotional and feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. just because you do this. But what it does do, it, it, it helps you grow. <laughs> you know, have that resilience to bounce back quicker and to mm. not see everything as a dark place because it can feel like that at times. Um, but yeah, certainly, you know, 
I'm so glad that I've practiced what I've practiced and I've got myself into that place when I have so many tools that I can call upon. But sometimes it's just shit and you Mm. just have to have a good cry, right? Because Mm. ignoring it and suppressing those emotions aren't healthy either. Um, Mm. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't wake up every morning and it's the first thing that I think about right now. And I know that's not going to be forever, but it's the truth. And I think so many people are so scared to speak their truth and to share that, especially when they're in this, they have a business where as a coach, you help people through these things. So a lot of people are really scared to actually say, do you know what? I feel like I'm I'm overwhelmed right now and I'm really Mm -hmm. struggling in my own life because they're scared, you know, people might not want to work with me and what will people think of me? But for me, I always said, because I was in 21 years in corporate and I had so many different masks to wear. And I vowed that when I left there and I started my own business, I would speak my truth and I would be authentic. And I believe that you can get authentic success from really connecting to your truth and speaking your truth. The right people will come. And just because you're feeling like you're struggling, it doesn't mean that you can't be great at your job you can still be great at your job yeah absolutely god I don't really know how to be anything but myself to be honest like I just I'm, I'm such an open book I just mm-hmm. I think that it's, it can be really damaging holding your true emotions inside yeah um, so yeah talking about mm-hmm. it and being open is just like a weight lifted off your shoulders oh, um, really there's is. two things I picked up on um you said you practice gratitude how do you do that? Mm. So in the mornings, I am probably one of those people that people are like, what? You get up at quarter past five? And I don't know what, like to some people, they'll think it's crazy. I know your eyes just went, what? Quarter past five, I get up in the morning because I choose to have morning rituals, right? Because when I did that three years ago, it completely transformed my life. And it's not always convenient. Like, do I want to jump out of bed when that alarm goes off? No, the opposite. I actually want to smash my phone off the wall because I'm like, no, <laughs> you're pulled out of a sleep, right? I'm like, oh, I'm not. Uh, and every time it goes off, I say, I'm not doing it. I'm going, to, I'm going to snooze. And I never do. I just think, just get up. And when I get up, I sit and, you know, have a, a drink of water, brush my teeth and get into a place. And, you know, those first 20 minutes of the morning when you wake up, Connie, you're in a theta state, so you're you're. It's much easier for you to connect when you're meditating and to connect to source, to connect to universe, to connect to energy, to really um, manifest from that place. So I choose that time to really almost dial inwards and connect to to connect to my heart, to connect to my soul, and to connect to what is truth. And I'll write down gratitude. So I'll write down you know, things that I'm really grateful for. And it can be that I'm writing it down or it can just be that I'm visualizing it, that, you know, simple things that we take for granted, like the roof that we have over our head, you know, the legs that we have that allow us to maneuver and to get about, you know, each and every day. The fact that I have two amazing children who are healthy um and some people never have that and that's why I say no matter what is going on for me there is always someone who would be desperate to have what I have right now and it just takes me into that state of how lucky am I to be here and have what I have um because so many don't and what that does is it just changes my state into a place of you know optimism of hope 
and my energy shifts. And then from that place, I start to then practice, you know, visualization and um, what I want to create um, now and in the future. And yeah, meditation is really, really powerful for me. And do you do that with music? Do you have an app? Do you just literally sit in silence first thing in the morning? Birds are sweeping. So it really depends, Connie, right? So when I first started three years ago, I did not have a clue. Um, And no one in my network meditated. No one around me. I didn't know Lynette or anyone. Like anyone that I work with now, I didn't know them. Um, And no one did it. And I thought I was so desperate to feel better because 21 years in a senior corporate leadership role for a big bank, I had no clue who I even was. Like I kind of knew that I felt unhappy. Like I knew that for sure. But I thought, am I this Jill? Am I that Jill? I had so many masks to wear and I hid myself and my pain from from how I was feeling to other people because I felt shame around it. But um, Mm. I was really desperate. I went to the doctors a few times. Again, didn't tell anyone because I felt really embarrassed that I was struggling with sleep and everything. And then um, a couple of times they wanted to prescribe me with antidepressants. And I was like, no, do you know what? I don't want to take them. For two reasons. Number one, there was, again, shame. I felt embarrassed. Mm. I thought, oh God, you know. But actually the main reason was that I thought, no, because I'm going to have to come off these at some point. And surely I'm just masking what the real issue is here and so I started to look at holistic ways of working around you know how I could really connect to myself and find out what my actual truth is and who I want to be in this lifetime and um, I did a beginner's guide to meditation on YouTube and it was the weirdest thing the woman's voice was so weird but I just picked it and it was like every day you did it and sometimes it was like one minute and then it built up to like five or seven but I was so desperate, Connie, like desperate to feel better um, and to understand myself much more on a deeper level that I got up every morning, like super early, quarter past five. And I did it for those 30 days and something just shifted this sense of calm and being grounded and centered from within that I've never experienced before. And then because of that, because I was in that state and vibrating at a different sort of frequency almost because we are all energy I started to manifest different things like opportunities started coming in and I'm like oh this there's more to this so I started exploring more I hired a coach and I did all these other things to try and um, understand it more and that was kind of the beginning of my journey into where I am right now and were you doing all of that while you were still working in corporate yeah so I was still kind of working in corporate at that point and this is the this is the really interesting thing as I was doing that I talked about manifesting I desperately hated what I was doing in corporate oh my goodness I used to go in and I had an office that I could go into sometimes I just used to shut the door and cry and I was like oh please no one come in and see me because I had a big head count of over 300 people that I was responsible for and I had to wear this mask like I was a strong woman, you know, and I could I could handle anything. And oh, I just felt so overwhelmed. Um, and I would just hide and cry and then dust myself off and fix my makeup and then go back out and put on another performance. And 
it just got too much. I remember breaking down one day to a colleague who came in the office and saw me and she said, you know, you like you should take some time. And then I spoke to my boss and God, I used to think she hated me. I thought she hates me. She thinks I'm so shit at my job. And do you know what? She probably did at some points because I was probably like not up to standard, whatever that was. I don't know. Interestingly, we've got a really good relationship now um, and she follows everything that I do. And I thought she hated me when I worked with her as well. I was really scared of her. But I truly believe when I got into that state, I manifested an opportunity to leave. So we were doing a site closure and then um, I could go for this other job or I could put myself forward to to leave to get redundancy. And I hadn't worked there that long, so the package wasn't great. But I thought, this is it. This is the opportunity to walk away from everything that I felt really held me back. And Mm. I did. And I had no other job to go to, but I left. And I just thought, right, time to really connect with what it is I want and who it is I Mm. want to help. Yeah, God, it's amazing. I, since studying to become a coach, I, I, I really get you when you say like your energy and how you're feeling and what it attracts, what you notice. It's, it's, it's about what you notice. When you're in this negative frame of mind, you notice what's the negative that's happening around you. Yeah. When you come from a positive energy and you have that gratitude and you wake up, I can see why it works for you. You wake up in the morning and you sort of, you have that time mm-hmm. I can see why then you notice the opportunities you notice the positive stuff that's happening um yeah. it's a choice I think you. Yeah. yeah it's a choice I um, think we think that people are doing things to us like this has been done to me this isn't my fault these things keep happening why do these shit things keep happening to me and actually I read a book at the very early stages of my journey um and it was called The Secret and it, it was all about how you are attracting all these negative things. And I was like, this is total rubbish. How is it my fault? It's not my fault. I'm a good person. I don't deserve all this <laughs> shit. And then I felt sorry for myself. But then I was like, do you know what? Millions of people are seeing this book is incredible. So why not just try and follow the law of vibration and the law of attraction? Oh my God. And within three months, I'd quit my job. Trained to, trained to become a coach, set up my new business and replaced my corporate income working part-time hours and I used to work six hours a week. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, bitches. make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both <laughs> For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah, let's <Yeah>, go. <laughs> I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, nothing then, yeah. Well, maybe it's just a good goth you're after. Georgie Porter and Sharon Carpenter are your go-to girls on Loose Lips. So it's got mine- girth, though. It's got girth. Yeah. Mine, mine-, mine is quite spindly and, and flaccid. This is like long. Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You mentioned something really interesting. You said that you had to put on a face and you're like this strong woman looking after 300 people in a mm-hmm. corporate environment. And your boss also must have must have been doing the same. And she was also mm-hmm. female, right? Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. were scared of her and you didn't think she liked you. I've experienced that in the workplace as well, um, where I've been scared or felt intimidated by bosses who are female. What is it about women feeling like they need to put on this... I guess like it's masculine energy, isn't it? Oh God, yeah, yeah. What is oh. that about? And you know, does is it necessary? It's such a great question, Connie, because I have seen it so many times, and I am definitely all about female empowerment. But what often happens is when women, particularly in business or in leadership roles, they are so. They, they tend to be in a masculine environment. You know, there's a lot of masculine energy there, particularly in the boardroom and things. But what's interesting, just before I go on to this, I never struggled with males at work. It was mm, always same. women and guys. I know that women are going to listen to this and be like, what, what? And listen, hear me out. Love women, right? My podcast mm. is called She Loves Herself. 90% of my clients are women. But it's the truth. And it's this masculine energy of, I need to be this hard person that can keep up in a man's world. And this energy that they give off of this wall, it's almost like this invisible wall of energy that you will not come through. And women particularly in those type of roles really struggle with vulnerability because they don't feel safe. They don't feel like they'll be taken seriously. But it's really interesting because these women tend to struggle within their relationships with with their partners and with other people because they really struggle to let their partner in, let their partner see them vulnerable. And it's like letting anyone at work see them vulnerable because it seems like vulnerability is weakness and they can't really show that so they put on this mask and they think they're winning they're like yeah you know I I held my own I didn't take any shit there and I got them told that they come home at night and there's this empty space where Mm. they really struggle to look at number one look at themselves in the mirror and like what they see they're always in the doing and actually the the universe is perfectly balanced with masculine and feminine energy however there's such an imbalance particularly in women leadership that they're so in their masculine and by the way this was me and this is how I know and it impacted 
my relationship with every single male partner that I've ever had. Because, not because I took the lead all the time, but simply because I I really struggled to let them in and to receive, you know, women that are particularly in their masculine energy struggle to receive. So receiving compliments, receiving, you know, gifts, anything like that, because it's just this sign of, I don't want to let anyone too close to me. I've got to keep this persona and this energy up there so that no one messes with me. And I'm really safe when that happens. And a lot of the time as well, Connie, it goes back to childhood and when they've witnessed something when they've been younger of having to, you know, maybe their caregiver, whether that was mum or dad, took a particularly, you know, masculine or, you know, particularly more of the feminine role and that what they've witnessed and what they've started to see and how that started to shape them and who they felt they needed to be in life to to move forward and to have whatever, you know, success. So that's really interesting. Um, another thing that came into my mind was like how ironic it is that um, women are constantly trying to be strong and trying to like be strong, independent women and like empowering and stuff. And now we're telling men to be more vulnerable, like how it's just like the the roles have reversed and like the messages have changed and mm-hmm. we're asking men to talk and it's not afraid to cry. You don't need to man up. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like we're still yet to like hear. I mean, that's really important, obviously, of course. Um, but we're still yet to hear like people say like, you don't have to be a strong, independent woman to be successful. You don't have to, you know, be strong and empowering and you know, like a like a diehard feminist. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, a ball breaker to a like ball breaker and hating on men. There, and yeah. this is the thing, Connie, I've spoken about this and it's not, you know, it doesn't please everyone, but like you, Connie, I have to be my authentic self and speak my truth. As a mum to boys, I don't want them growing up in a world where there's such a divide. Like, mm-hmm. why can't we just all speak vulnerably? Like, why Why do we have to have a divide? Like, the woman needs to be this or the man needs to be this. And um, when we drop the masks of the various identities that we carry life gets so much easier Mm. it really really does and for me an empowered woman is someone who can speak can find their authentic voice and can speak their truth and still stand strong in spite Mm. not just in spite of what's going on but because of that like yeah and can say do you know what I'm really struggling right now but that's okay and and owning it owning it I think so many people really struggle to own it um and it's not easy for men either it's not and I think there there is this whole you know women think men have it easy and maybe some do right but definitely some don't and we see that because they're 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 they are now encouraged to be vulnerable and to to open up and 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 to speak about mental health but for years and years and years they were not and they had to hide Mm. who they really were and how they really felt Mm. and had to fill that stereotype isn't it it's these stereotypes stereotypes of not just this but like what we were joking about being a hippie and Mm -hmm. this energy thing being like that's another stereotype of course no stereotypes are no good right no I hate labels I I hate labels 
Um, so I want to hear more about um, your amazing business, Unearth Your Power, with Lynette, your mm-hmm. co-founder and friend. Um, so just tell us a little bit more about what is Unearth Your Power? Um, how did it come about? Why has it been such a success? Mm. Just, yeah, just tell me more. So Lynette and I met a couple of years ago. She trained with Mindful Talent as well, the cohort before me, and then I reached out to her on LinkedIn because I'd just started on Earth Your Power and I just wasn't sure of like, I had just some questions and I was like, she looks really nice. I'm going to ask her because she's done it. And then we just sort of connected after that. And I had not long been setting up my own business and I had, I was fully booked one-to-one, Connie. And then I ran a few group programs on my own and Lynette and I had always kind of been friends and I loved her energy. She's similar to me in many ways but she's very different to me in other ways. So we're very good because we really complement each other. And I reached out to her and I said to her, do you fancy collaborating? You know, I think collaboration over competition is so important. Like we we're strong together as women particularly. Mm. And I said to her, do you fancy doing something? So we had a few six month mentor programs. And then last sort of this time last year when lockdown had kind of just kicked off, um, I was I had a six month waiting list to work with me one to one, and I think Lynette had it a few months as well. And we were trying to raise people's energy. I had been on a few guests, um, doing sort of meditations, and we had new followers following us. And I, and we just thought, like, how can we serve more people that really desperately need it right now, but maybe can't work with us because we're fully booked or can't afford to work with us one-to-one. So we created a course. It was a 21-day course that basically anyone could do. And we put it out there. And I think we had no real sort of big following. We had no sort of mailing list or with no paid ads. It just wasn't us. We just don't, it's not how we operated. Like we just kind of would show up. And we enrolled people to that course. It was like the 125 people for the first month enrolled in that course and then we went on and oh my god that that was life changing that course we thought of the idea on the 28th of May went out and shared it with everyone on the 1st of June and enrolled for the whole of June and then we started on the 1st of July and by the end of the September as a business doing that we have served well we've served over 500 people in our courses we have like over 400 testimonials and within sort of three and a half months we made a hundred thousand pounds in our business within three months and that was with no paid ads no nothing and I just thought how incredible is this all we did was show up as ourselves and help people to transform their lives and it's just been the most phenomenal thing that we've ever done because what it's done is it's then showed us how to take other people so everyone wanted more after the 21 days so then we created Unearth Your Life which was a three-month course where we basically worked through your past your present and your future Um, and we brought it all together we had weekly calls we coached people on it we brought on guests and doing master classes and those people that went on to do Unearth Your Power and the ones that went on to do Unearth Your Life have created phenomenal businesses they've earned six-figure incomes they've manifested promotions at work they've paid off their mortgage they've um strengthened their relationships with people I mean the 
We've had people that have gone on to become authors, best-selling authors on Amazon, all from starting wow. Unearth Your Power. Before then, they were not doing that. And so it gave us evidence that actually this course works and there's more people that we need to serve. And so, yeah, it's been phenomenal, Connie. I love it. It's incredible. Um, yeah. you, you, you've done no paid ads. You, you've got a following, but, you know. Like, not a lot. Not billions of followers. Um, and you just showed up. So how, how did people hear about, how did 125 people, like, it's like, it sounds like a fairy tale. And obviously <laughs> I'm someone who's studying as a coach. And if this happened to me, I just can't see it happening for me. Cause it just, I just, I need to, well, that's another thing that I need to work on, but I'm just like, how did you do that? That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So one of the things, well, there's a few things that we did. We showed up authentically right? So we never try and be anyone that we are not. However, what I would say is Lynette and I are real, we live and breathe personal development. We walk the talk. So we have invested in coaches and mentors to unpick our own bullshit, to clear that out so that we can really step into our power. And everything that we've learned over the years, we basically condensed it and put it into a 21 day course. And then obviously we added much more into it and much more depth into the three month one. But the people enrolled, I mean, visualization is so important. Every morning, Lynette and I do our rituals, which incorporate journaling, um, meditation, visualization, affirmations, affirmations. And this is the thing people are looking for, like the secret sauce. They'll say, well, how did you do it? There must be this, there must be that. I'm like, we did not spend one single penny on a Facebook ad. We had no mailing list. We didn't even have a Facebook page or an Instagram page, Connie, for Unearth Your Power. Mm -hmm. And we created that. And so what we did do is we had belief and we affirmed it every day, like small things like affirmations. I am, I am strong. I am confident. Our courses are fully booked. I'm so happy and so grateful. Like bringing in affirmations of what you want to create and visualizing it like you have it. So when you said, Connie, that's never going to happen for me. Honestly, that gets locked away. It gets locked away. And the story is that's never going to happen for me. So your energy, because we are all energy and this is backed by science. This isn't just like Jill and Connie say we're energy. This is backed by science. So your basically your belief is this isn't going to happen for me. And so how can you possibly bring in something that you really want when you're not at an energetic frequency of what it is that you want? You're thinking this is going to happen for me. So the universe goes, right, that's not going to happen for Connie. So it's it, there's a block there straight away. So we need to yeah. Yeah, we need to unpick the blocks. And Lynette and I are we show people how to unpick your bullshit because so much of it is crap and it's not even yours so how do you clear that out to come from a place of truth purpose authenticity passion and manifest from that place I mean I've been able to manifest things that people are like how did you do that like I'm looking right now I've got a vision board and again it's simple tools people as I said people are looking for it to be more complicated it really isn't it yeah, really yeah. isn't. If you do affirmations every day, if you journal every day, if you visualize every day, if you have a vision board and put down the things that you really want and go blue sky thinking with this, like when I put down things on there, it, I never had it. I never had it. Um, and it all, it all came true. 
Like I remember the first vision board I did, I had manifested so many things off it. And I was like, this is insane. And I was, it was the September, three years ago in the September. And I walked downstairs, I saw my vision board and I looked at it and I thought, isn't that amazing that I've manifested that? But I was religious, like every day I would do my affirmations. And there was a, tri- a picture of the Eiffel Tower on it. And I know, I don't know why, it wasn't like I was mega drawn to Paris, but I just saw that picture. I thought, I'll put the Eiffel Tower on, never been. And I looked at it and I thought, oh God, it's kind of the end of September. It's probably not going to happen this year, but oh my God, how amazing that everything else has happened. Like I work from home, I'm a life coach now and I'm fully booked and I'm debt free. And um, this is on my children's life. This is the truth. I walked upstairs and my phone was ringing. I answered the phone and it was Daryl. And at the time, Daryl worked for a company called Standard Life. And he phoned me, wait, you are never going to believe this. I've just won an all expenses trip to Paris for us. No. <laughs> no joke. Oh my no joke. God. Mm-hmm. It was oh the Ryder Cup. It was the Ryder Cup and he had he won tickets because Standard Life were sponsoring wow. the Ryder, Ryder Cup and he won, the, yeah. he won the trip. That's the truth. Wow. I couldn't believe it. That's the power of visualizing it because you visualize yourself there and it's like you are that energy. You become that person or that version of you who you want to be. You cannot bring that in if you're vibrating at a level of, ah, oh, this is shit, nothing's happening. You need to see it and you need to not just see it, and say it, but feel it. It's the feeling that makes the transformation happen. If you feel a feeling for more, if you think of a thought for more than 58 seconds, it becomes a dominant thought. And when it's a dominant thought, you naturally start to feel the emotion and connection with it. When you start to feel it, you start to be in the being state. That's the thing that that brings in the manifestation. We're, we're all mm. manifesting. You know, you're manifesting shit stuff as well. Do you know when you wake up and you have a bad day, bad morning, And then you get stuck in traffic and then you spill your coffee down your bloody top and you're like, oh my God, we're manifesting there because our energy is low level. So it's important Mm. that we, again, when you said that in the beginning, take responsibility and shift our energy as often as we can. But let's also not bullshit. You can manifest, you can do affirmations, you can shift your energy, but you can't just sit on the sofa all day and expect things to happen, right? definitely not. not I mean I absolutely know and I say that to clients all the time I'm like listen you say um I'm so happy and grateful for my 10,000 pounds that I earn every single month and I'm fully booked as a coach yeah yeah brilliant so what are you going to do about it like that's it it's not just landing on your lap what it does is it, it you get you start to take inspired action but you need to take the action absolutely like opportunities will come your way but sometimes we're just so blinkered and we're not expanded enough we need to become expanded and I believe doing the inner work Connie so clearing out our old our old childhood traumas our old wounds our old core our old core belief systems and and creating new ones that are powerful and that serve us that's the ones that allow us to be much more open much more expanded to take opportunities to meet new people like you and I were supposed to meet we didn't know each other Mm. But now you're on this other path and you've introduced me to other people and it's that ripple effect, right? It's always mm-hmm. happening. It's just sometimes we're just so closed off to it. But action is key. You have to take the action. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. I think some people forget that bit sometimes. They want to, it's, it's <laughs> one in that easy way out all the time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But it does take some work, right? Oh, definitely, um, definitely. But I, do you know what I'm going to do after this? I'm going to get my vision board up. 
Get it up. Mine's is it's on my to-do list, but I'm going to actually do it. You've inspired me because um, it's so simple. I know where I want to be, but I need to. I need to see it every day to remind you do. me. Um, you do. But yeah, so inspiring, Jill. This is why you're such a successful coach. Um, do you find that like being that one-to-one coach for how long were you a one-to-one coach for before you decided to like branch out into workshops and stuff so I was always a mix of the two Connie because I love me I love both actually and I decided when I first started and I remember starting and people said to me oh you know you won't get people to pay you that money around here and and I was like, no, I want to be global. Like, I want to work with people all over the world. I want to touch people all over the world. And I decided that. And one of the words I had on my first vision board was global coach. And so, and and I had a picture of me, it wasn't even me, it was a woman with blonde hair, um, in a workshop. And that was one of the visions I had. And I thought, I don't need to put myself in a box here. I want to do both. So I always did um, courses, um, not to the degree of an air to your power, but I would take a group of maybe 12 women and work with them for three months I would go and speak at events so it was it was as much as I could spread out and and decide then what do I really like doing one-to-one is beautiful because you know it's just you and the client but there's real power and community like for bringing uh, bringing a group of people together and going through that journey for me I'm not a massive fan of doing courses where there's hundreds of people on it because I think the individual gets lost. For me, I tend when we're doing courses, we tend to work with smaller numbers. Even Lynette and I, we can hold space. You know, when we do when we do meditations and when we do events, you know, we can have a couple of hundred people there, and it's absolutely awesome because there's real power in that number and in, in terms of the energy and the spark. But when mm. you're when you're taking people through like a three or six month journey, and you want transformation for Lynette and I, and for me as well, it's it's not about just getting bums on seats. It's the right people and getting them results mm. I am such a results driven coach I want everyone that works with me and that works with Lynette to have the results to to achieve everything that they desire because it's possible so for me the smaller numbers well and it's that sense of transformation and community together as as people on that journey but the results for people are so important to me like because I believe that everyone can create phenomenal results. So I make it my mission to, that they get it. I'm like, you're getting this. You're getting these results. For sure. You don't become a coach unless you want to see results for your client. I think that's the whole point of it. You know, you're helping people reach their full potential. Mm, absolutely. What is the difference between a coach and then other forms of support, like therapy, counselling? Like, Because that is a question I get asked all the time. And when mm. I've given an answer, someone's been really, like there's always been someone really quick to correct me and say actually you're wrong so Mm. what is the difference between a coach and a therapist or a counsellor yeah and first of all it's their opinion if they think it's wrong right they maybe haven't experienced it and number one there's different styles of coaches some coaches will just purely focus on your goals and moving forward with your goals for me, I decided very quickly, even though I got my accreditation in coaching, that I wanted to work on the past, the present and the future. Therapists and counselling, they are fantastic. But often what they focus on is you know, digging into your past and where it all started and uncovering things. Okay, 
but quite often they don't then take them through and get them looking at the future and goals and let's move you forward. Let's bring in more of what you do want. So what a coach, not every coach, but certainly what I really focus on is working on the past. So going into the inner child, going into the parts of themselves that there's been maybe emotional trauma, where does a story come from? Unpicking it, basically then releasing it from your body, releasing it using really natural ways of feeling it and healing it and then replacing it because we, when we release energy from our body, because we all store energy in our body, we store trauma, we store emotions, we push it down. It's nowhere to go. It gets stuck in our body and it starts to manifest in, in many you know, emotions, ill health, autoimmune. So what we do is we unpick that, we pull it out, we almost feel it, heal it, but then there's a space. So what we want to do then is bring in everything that you want. So what are we replacing it with? We're replacing it with yeah. all the things that you want to create. And then we go for the goals. Then we, what we're starting to do, Connie, is manifest from a place of truth, purpose. You're not holding on to that old baggage because if you just jump to, right, I'm going to go and see a coach and I want to create all these goals and I want to like create a million pounds and blah, 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 blah. You might get a short result but you're sprinkling unicorn glitter over a pile of shit because you've still mm. got those core beliefs that are stuck in your body yeah. that it's they're, not they're sustainable. just going to, it's not sustainable. So for me, it's three parts, you know, it's opening amazing. up, it's expanding and then it's evolving. It's amazing. And as a coach, do you ever feel, do you ever worry that you're not qualified to dig into the past? Like, like there's always that worry like I'm not a therapist I'm not a counsellor should I be doing this where where do you draw the line Mm. no for me I have done a lot of intuitive um coaching with with other coaches and with sort of gurus and experts in their field and plus for me I've done it on myself and I think when you go through that you're much more confident around taking a Mm. client through it um, because how can you take a client any deeper than either you've gone yourself or you'd at least be willing to go yourself? Um, and what's better experience than, than being through it yourself, being through that emotional release and uncovering the inner child and doing it yourself? You, you are an expert in it because you've lived it and you've breathed it. There's so many people that are professionals that have never done that work. I have had so many um, clients that have come to me over three years and I can count like double figures, Connie, that have been to therapists and to counselling and they haven't got the results that they've got um, from them that they've got with myself. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not me saying that there isn't a need for therapists, there isn't a need for counselling. These people are phenomenal at what they Mm -hmm. do. It's just different. For me, it's a holistic approach looking at everything past, present, future. And it's, mm. it's all together. Yeah, I've, I've just recently coached someone. I only did five sessions, but she actually um, cancelled her counsellor mm-hmm. and found mm-hmm. the coaching a lot more beneficial for her. Not yeah. everyone will. I'm not saying of course. again. But also it's, it's different coaches will suit you. Like different yeah. therapists. Like some people go to a therapist and they're not right and then they give up on it. But then the right therapist might be out there for you. Like everyone's got their own approach haven't they it's having that connection and it's the same approaches because there's so many coaches out there and I I worry sometimes that people are like oh here's another coach a life coach oh they think they can change people's lives there's a lot of that but um like when you actually delve into it and you find that connection with the right coach 
you realize actually they're just here to support you absolutely and the thing is a lot of people go to therapists for years right for me if I'm going to someone for years and this is just again personal preference I don't want my clients having to come to me for years I want to uncover what's holding them back help them heal through it and then create phenomenal change and results in their lives. Because yeah. if you're always going to the, the therapist and talking about it and talking, nothing's changing. We want mm. to allow you to heal from this trauma and then start to move forward with your life. Like, again, I've had people that have come to me that have been on antidepressants for 16 years, Connie, wow. and they couldn't get off them. They've seen umpteen therapists, they've come off wow. them, worked with me for three months and been off them. Wow. And, you know, started new businesses because you're not stuck like you're not supposed to feel that way that's not who you are to your core it's about how do we get you out of where you are and and take responsibility it's one thing talking about it but listen there's talking and feeling but actually let's start to move you forward and enjoy this gift of life that you have yeah amazing Jill you've been incredible I feel like you've given me the boost I needed after two weeks of feeling a bit meh. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping anyone listening to this episode feels the same as me. Um, to finish off the episode, I asked my guests, what piece of advice would they give their younger self? So Jill, what piece of advice would you give your younger self? It's so, it's so, like it's so cliche, right? But really just to believe in yourself and have the courage to follow your dreams and not live your life through the expectations of other people. Mm. Like when I was younger, I wanted to travel, I wanted to entertain, I wanted to do all these things and I never did it because I never, I was always told it wasn't a real job and like I was a daydreamer and my head was in the clouds. And here I am at 41, back doing what I wanted to do when I was seven. (laughs) I know. Oh, no. it's true it's true and then that 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 I feel like doing this is going to make me a better parent as well like because I'm mm-hmm. not gonna install those myths and old I feel like they're old yeah. very old-fashioned into into my children yeah. um, but Jill thank you so much and it's thank just so you. nice seeing your face I I'm from Scotland I need I, to oh come to Scotland I've made so many Scottish friends through this course I need to come and we need you to, need to come Oh my god! Please, yes. I want to give you a big hug so badly. I know, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.